Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to change direction a little bit from the camp that I was preaching about the love of God. I will come back to the love of God. I just finished three lessons out of eight lessons. So we're going to continue to learn about the love of God. The Holy Spirit really impressed me for a few weeks already to preach this message. And that is about how to have victory over spiritual warfare. And God has given Christians many weapons, not the tank, not the gun, not the knife, to fight spiritual warfare. God gave us many, many weapons today. And maybe next time, if I could not finish today, I will talk about one of the weapons that we can do the offensive warfare. If you watch the movie in the world, you can see in all the movies that there are good people and bad people. Superman is a good person. Fighting with the bad guys. The Iron Man. <laughs> what is the one that have that string? Spider-Man, I'm sorry, I, I'm not a movie guy. Spider-Man fight with the bad guys. So even the world knows that they are good and evil. Is that right? The same thing, we know that we are on the good side because we are the children of the good, righteous, and holy God. But the reality is there are bad people and bad demons and bad Satan, bad devil. Satan is real. Demons are real. Interestingly, last night, we invited a family to come to our house for a big dinner. And the whole time, I did not say much. They keep talking. Many of you grew up in the U.S. You may not fully understand about demons and about the work of darkness very well. But we, as Thai people who grew up in a Buddhist country, we see all kinds of demonic activities since we are young kids. We see all demonic work. This family told me they became a Christian. The son told me that before he came to this church, he was attacked by demons all the time. Sometimes he saw spirit walk in his house. Sometimes demon come and try to grab his neck and squeeze his neck. One man came and touched his arm like this. Suddenly he got confused and put all the jewelry and gold and money and gave to that guy. Demonic oppression and de demonic control coming to him and he pulled out the money to give to... This is a true story from the man. This is, I'm not talking a movie here. Real, real stuff. That demonic activities, the work of darkness is real. As long as we live on earth here, we cannot avoid the spiritual warfare. That's why many people ask me, what kind of movie you like to watch? I like to watch two kinds of movies, the loving movie, like the sound of music, love movie. Or another kind of movie is action movie. Because every time I saw Ip Man or Superman fighting with the bad guy and win, I was thinking about myself and the members in the church, that we are the soldiers of Christ. And we need to be well trained how to use the sword and the shield and the helmet of faith and the 
all the armor of God. And every time we go out to fight the battle with the devil, we're going to win 100% of the time. How many people want to win 100% of the time? We will never lose. We're going to win every time. That's my dream. That's my vision to see the members of the church that we're going to win the battle 100% of the time. Every time the devil comes, he's going to have a hard time. He's going to say, I make a big mistake to touch the members of New Hope International Church. They're going to run away into garbage can and say, I think I should go to other church because come to New Hope every time I get hurt, I get wounded. Because the members of the New Hope International Church are trained very well to fight Kung Fu and kick with... <laughs> you may not know that I have, I'm third degree black belt in Taekwondo, so be careful, don't play around with me. <laughs> I still know how to defend myself and kick people around. So that's why I love to see sometimes the action movie to see the good overcome the bad. Because we are on the good side, we want to know how to overcome the bad side. There is one story in the Old Testament of how Christians can do offensive warfare to fight against the enemy. We do offensive. We chase the devil away from us. And that is in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verses 13 to 23. All the men of Judah, with their wife and children and little ones, stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, and the son of Beniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, and a Levite, a descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. He said, so this man is a prophet, received the message from the Holy Spirit, and talked to the king and to the children of Israel. Listen. King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord said to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of their vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up the pass of seas, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeriel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord will give you. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Nothing wrong to fall on the ground, okay? Nothing wrong to fall on the ground before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korathites stood up and praised the Lord and the God of Israel, with very loud voice. Nothing wrong to sing loud voice, okay? Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing. Everyone says sing. sing. 
to the Lord and to praise Him for the splendor of His holiness as they went out at the head of the army. The worship team was in front of the army, saying, "Give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever." As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir. They helped to destroy one another. Wow, what a story! This story talking about the victory over spiritual warfare through praise and worship. You need to understand that when you come to the church to sing song to God, when you sit in your car and praise God with the worship song in your car, it's not just a religious ceremony. It's not just Going through the motion of the church, singing a few hymns and a few hers, and get it the job done and go home. But we are performing spiritual warfare for ourselves, for our kids, for our church, for our nation, for our society, for our job, for our finances. So we need to understand that praise and worship are very important part or aspect of Christian life. We need to understand that we have the enemy of our soul, and this enemy is Satan, and his cohorts or his workers are demons and fallen angels. Satan rebelled against God, and he was chased out from heaven. He is in the second heaven right now, which is in the atmosphere, and the demons are in first heaven here, which is the earth, the atmosphere of the earth. Demons receive the command from Satan to go out everywhere to destroy people, including Christians as well. Therefore, as a church, if we don't understand about demons and we don't understand how to fight with them, we're going to be in big trouble. It's like going to the war without understanding our enemies, and we need to come against them not only defensively. But offensively, we need to know how to attack them back, so that they will not come back to us and come close to us. Definitely, we will not use foul language to talk about Satan, but we need to use the spiritual weapon that the Bible talk about, so that we can defeat and undo the power of darkness, and then we can fight the devil with victory. Second Chronicles chapter twenty verses thirteen and two twenty three that I read a while ago, talking about the people of God, the people of Judah, won the battle supernaturally, and they have the weapon that is praise and worship. They set up the worship team in front of the real army, and start to sing praises to the Lord. God is good, and His love endures forever. And what happened? God fought the battle for them. They won the battle completely and supernaturally because they realized that praise and worship was one of the spiritual weapons to fight against the power of darkness. After this sermon, I pray that you will not just come to church 
and feel that it's just a waste of time to sing half an hour in the church anymore. You will not come and look at other people around and say, "Let them worship. I'm tired. I'm not going to get involved in here." No, you're going to start to participate in praise and worship fully. Because praise and worship is not for God; it's for you. God doesn't need your praise and worship. He is still God. He never changed whether you praise Him or worship Him or not. He's still the same God whether you say He's God or not. He never changes. It's your own benefit that you praise Him and worship Him fully, in spirit and in truth. It's your own benefit. Everyone, point to yourself. It's my own benefit that I praise and worship God. Amen. When you read the Old Testament, you need to understand two things. Number one, I'm giving you principle here. Everything that happened in the Old Testament is like a shadow or type. It happened in the natural. The army of Judah went out in the natural with weapon and sword and spear and shield to fight the battle, and they won the natural battle. In the natural, they won the battle, but that is a type. Our shadow of what is going on with our church life today spiritually. All the story in the Old Testament are the example for us to learn spiritual principles, how to live on earth in this generation. We don't have to dress like them. We don't have to wear the hat like them. It's a wrong thinking to try to follow the Old Testament. All the things that they do, physically or naturally, we follow the. Principle, spiritual principle that we learn from the Old Testament. They are example to us, and we can apply the spiritual principle to today. I don't have to dress like a Jew, but I still dress like American. But I use the principle from the Old Testament. That's the first principle we need to understand. The second principle, even though we are living in the natural world, you see the chair, you see the church, you see the carpet and the drum and everything in the natural. But you need to understand one thing: there is also the spiritual world that you don't see with your eyes. God is in heaven; demons are real that you don't see. Satan is real; heaven is real. The spiritual world is real that you don't see. As a Christian, we don't try to deal with this life just only the natural. Yes, we need to learn how to use email and Dropbox and podcasts and all this stuff. We need to learn all the natural thing to be able to cope with the progression of the technology. Yes, but my job or the church responsibility is to train you spiritually. Listen carefully. We need to train you to be spiritual people. Why we need to train you? Because if you learn how to move in the spiritual way, what happened in the spirit realm will impact the natural realm. Amen. If in the spirit realm we have victory, we're gonna have victory in the natural realm. Do you see my point? So we don't just deal with the natural all the time. If we deal with the natural all the time, we're gonna use the flesh, the carnality, to deal with each other. But if we learn how to move in the spirit, walk in the realm of the spirit, when we have victory and good things happen in the spirit realm, it will come and manifest in the natural realm automatically. So, as Christians, we need to learn both sides. Today, we're going to learn how to 
have victory in the spiritual realm that will cause victory in the natural realm today. Therefore, Christians should learn how to worship God in spirit and in truth in the right way. We should have a spiritual eyes to see things in the spirit realm. What God wants to teach us how to walk on earth with victory. We should learn how to worship. Do you know why? One of the reasons you learn how to worship. Because we don't want to get shocked when we get to heaven. We're going to feel out of place if we don't learn how to worship here on earth. The Bible prophesies or gives us the picture of what happened in heaven all the time. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. You are worthy. This is the worship in heaven. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. The book of Revelation says that in heaven there is continuous worship on and on, nonstop. So if you get to heaven and you don't like songs, you don't like worship, you're going to be out of place. Because in heaven, people worship God 24-7. There is no time in heaven anymore because we, it's eternity. But I just use the words 24-7 so you can grab the idea. But it's all the time. We need to learn how to worship. Actually, worship on earth today is a rehearsal of real worship in heaven. So you learn how to worship God on earth that you have in life here, 120 years, 100 years, 80 years, you'll rehearse yourself, learn how to worship God. When you get to heaven, you just plug in and just join the team. Join everybody to worship the Lord. You don't need to learn all over again. That's why praise and worship is important in the eyes of God. Do you know that God created mankind, Adam and Eve and all of us, to be worshippers? Do you know that? Whether you know it or not, you are a worshiper. We were created to worship God. But the problem is, the devil is cunning. He will do everything to steal that worship away from God and make you and me, especially me, who was not a believer. I was born again in 1981. Before 1981, I was born in 1953. So many years... I was worshipping something all the time. Because I was created, and you were created to be a worshipper. Either we worship man, movie star, money, fame, reputation, success, worship yourself. You worship something. When I was a young man, I worshipped many idols in my house. There are many Buddha statues in my house. And every morning I would go in and and do like this to the Buddha. Then the spirit of demon will come upon me and I began to do something in the spirit. The spirit role is real. Actually, when I worship the Buddha idols or statue, I did not worship Buddha. Buddha is gone. He's dead. He was dead long time ago, 5,000 years ago. He's not around. Actually, I was worshiping demons inside those idols. Amen? When we worship something, we actually we did not Worship God. And that is called idol. Anything that comes between us and God, we call idols. And idols can be in the different form. In America, you may not worship a statue or the picture of people, but you worship fame, comfortable life, your own house, your own car, 
you spend a lot of time watching your sport car every Sunday, and you don't care about God. Your sport car is more important than God. So you don't go to church. You just watch your sport car, vacuuming it, put the polish, make your car nice. Some people, <laughs> some people worship iPad and iPhone. I remember many years ago when I walk into the operating room lounge, a doctor and nurse would talk and talk and fellowship. But nowadays, all the nurses and the assistant they sit in the lunch table, and everyone like this. No one look at each other's eyes in the operating room. They, they, they all like this. Everyone worship this iPhone and iPad and all this technology. So their mind is on this technology all day long. They don't talk to God anymore. They don't worship God anymore. It's all about the thumb. All day long. And no one look at each other. Why? No one know each other's name. They all know about iPod and iPad. So these are idols. We need to be careful. I'm not against iPad and iPod. Don't take me wrong. I, I have one iPhone too. But iPhone is my slave. It's not my God. Amen? You have to be careful because we can be deceived by the devil to worship something else. Facebook. I'm not against this thing. Don't take me wrong. But be careful. Amen? We need to worship God because Satan will do everything to pull our attention. Our praise and worship from Him, from God, to something else may not be named Satan or be named demon or idols or religion, but something else that pull our attention away from God. So we, as Christians, need to be careful that we don't worship something else except God only. That God is our greatest person in our life. He is our priority. Amen. We need to learn how to praise God. And if we learn how to praise God, we will be blessed in every aspect. Family life, financially, work, ministry, health. If we worship God all the time in our life, we bring the presence of God. We have victory over every problem, every attack from the enemy going to have to be pushed away from us because we learn how to live a life of praise and worship all the time. Everyone say, praise and worship. Benefit me. Amen. So we have to learn how to do that. Amen. In this story, we learn that King Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat was a godly king. In Israel and in Judah, there are always two kinds of king. The king that backslide from God and worship idols. But King Jehoshaphat destroyed all the statues and idols. He commanded the people of Judah to read the Bible again. He loved God. He feared God. God has mercy and favor for this man. And in this situation, they faced a big, vast army. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 3 to 4. Alarm, Jehoshaphat, resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek Him. Well, I learned a lot from this scripture. Number one I learned is that in your life, 
no matter what kind of problem you face, work problem, financial problem, ministry problem, instead of running to human, running to technology, the first person you run to is God. You need to seek God first. Inquire the Lord for help. Not inquire the Google and YouTube and all this stuff. You go to God first. When you face problem, don't go to Google. Type in, I want to get the answer from Google. No, you go to God. The Holy Spirit can speak to you. I'm not against Google. Don't take me wrong. But you need to go to God first. I'm not saying that you should not use Google. You can use Google. But go to God first. Amen? And not only that, they fast. They pray. They seek God's help. And I like this. Some people say, you know, I love God. I'm a Christian. But I can worship God at my home. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to go to care group. I just meet God in the mountain by myself. Look at what the Bible says. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. It's good in the eyes of God when you get up on Sunday morning, get out of your bed, get dressed, spend your gasoline money, come here together, seek the Lord together. In the eyes of God, it's an honorable thing. And He's going to give you special favor. Because you take some action, get out of your house, to come together to seek the Lord together. You go to the camp meeting together. You gather together to seek the Lord together. We should not say excuses that I'm going to seek God by myself at home. And God see that you don't have much grace from Him. Because you are lazy, you are not serious. If you're serious, you go. How many people, when you apply for a job, okay, maybe you apply for some big company, and you call or email that job and say, uh, boss, can you come to my house and interview me? How many people do that? You say, boss, my house is open. I can feed you dinner too, but just come to my house and interview me. What did you do when you get for a job? You dress nice. You comb your hair. You brush your teeth. Put the perfume. Look nice. And you go. To have interview. You don't sit at home and wait for the boss to come to your house. The same thing. You approach God. You draw near to God and God draw near to you. Amen. Amen. You need to go to the boss. <laughs> approach God first. Don't wait for God to come to your house alone. Yes, God will show up in your house if you are hungry and you learn how to walk with God long enough. Amen. Look at verse 15. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord said to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, I am God's kids. I am a kid of God. I am a child of God. How many people are parents in this room? Okay, when your little kids get taken advantage by somebody, as parents, how do you feel? Let him have it? Or are you going to stand in front of your kid and say, hey, if you touch my kid, you're in trouble. Is that right? You need to understand that we are God's children. And when the devil come and try to attack us, he take it personally. We have two choices. Fight ourselves. We're going to fight the devil ourselves or we're going to turn to the Father. 
Daddy, help me. And God said, "This battle is mine. I'm gonna fight the battle for you if you seek me and ask me for help. So you don't have to fight the battle yourself. God gonna perform miracle and t- turn things around and fight the devil for you. But what you need to do is to turn to the Father and start to praise and worship Him. Praise and worship is." The weapon, Amen. Second Chronicles chapter twenty verse sixteen. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of seas, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jericho. Everyone say, march down against them. The first principle we learn from this passage is that. And now I'm going to come to the sermon. Just introduction for half an hour. The first thing we learn is that praise and worship is the offensive warfare. March down to fight. Everyone say offensive. When you fight, you just don't stand and let them kick you. Is that right? Kick, 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 and you try to protect yourself. What you need to do, you have to find the time to kick back, to fight back, to knock the enemy down. Praise and worship is offensive. You fight back, march down. Everyone say worship, worship. is doing warfare. Why worship is so important in knocking the devil down? Because before Satan fell into sin, he was a worship leader. He was one of the archangel, and he led worship in heaven. But one day. He has this bad attitude coming up in Isaiah 14:13 to 14. Describe the attitude of Satan when he fell. You said in your heart, you mean Satan, the Lucifer. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the Mount of Assembly, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will, you see, notice the word I, 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 will. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. In other words, Satan wants to lift himself up to be above God and gain all the honor and acceptance and reputation from all the creation himself. He wants to be above God. That is his goal. That's why when he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he led Jesus up to the mountain and saw all the kingdoms of the world in the spirit. He showed the kingdoms of the world. And this is what he said to Jesus, Matthew 4, 9, all this I will give you, all this money, reputation, power, woman, anything you want, I give to you. Can Satan make people rich? Yes. Can Satan give people power? Yes. Can Satan give you reputation? Yes. So don't think that this Satan cannot do those things to people. He can give to you. He said, if you will bow down and worship me. Satan hates to see God's people worship God. Because it's really annoy him. He doesn't like it. Do you know that when you raise your voice and worship God, you make 
the devil run away from your home. Your home should be filled with the song of praise and worship. Last night I told that family, bring me the hard drive. I will download to you all the anointed worship song, and you go home and turn it on every night before you go to bed. Chase out the presence of the devil. Chase out the presence of demon from your home. Praise and worship. The house should be filled with the voice that raised Jesus. Exalt God. Bring glory to God. The devil will run away from your kids. I thank God that I and Pastor Dad chose God since we first got married, and that's why we have seen very little attack to our three children and our grandchildren. They rarely get sick. They rarely get into trouble. Sometimes they got attacked. But the devil has no room to come into my house because I and Pastor Dad, Dad and Mom perform spiritual warfare all the time by living a life that prays and worship God everywhere we go. Maybe during lunch time, you eating lunch, you can either listen to sermon, feed yourself with the Word of God, or you can listen to praise and worship song. Your top hit music should be praise and worship song, not should be the worldly song. Amen. If you know how to compose worship song, if you're musicians, you should compose the music for God. Praise God and worship God. That's why our church have a long worship. We love to worship because we know that worship and praise is very important. In Psalm 149 verses 6 to 7, may the praise of God be in their mouth and the double-edged sword in their hands. So we fight the enemy by praising God. The hand holds the Bible, the word of God, the sword of the spirit. How we fight the devil? The word and praise. Word, praise, praise. Worship God. The devil don't like to be around those people who praise God and worship God all the time and with the word of God in their hand to fight like a double-edged sword. To inflict vengeance on the nations. Nations here mean the heathen, the people who don't know God and try to attack God's people. We, the vengeance is of the Lord. When you praise God, when you have the word of God, God is going to do the vengeance for you. He's going to destroy the enemy that, come, that has been used by the devil to attack you. And punishment on the peoples, people who try to give you a hard time, they will go away. God is going to fight the battle for you. Everyone say, worship, worship. Is, to is to perform spiritual warfare. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Praise and worship not only is a way to perform defensive spiritual warfare, but it will bring victory through God. Everyone say victory. Who want to be a victor? Who want to be a defeated person? No. Praise and worship will bring victory to your life. Amen? You want to chase out the devil out of your house and get your husband saved, your kids saved? You praise him, you worship him all the time. Bring the presence of God into your place. Victory will come when God's people start to praise and worship him. So from now on, on Sunday, I have been doing this for 30 years. When I come to church on Sunday, I don't, don't come and just sing song just to 
get the time over 30 minutes and then I come up to preach. No, every time I sing, every time I worship God, I know I'm performing spiritual warfare. That many people will be healed, many people will be saved in this room, many lives will be touched, many people will be set free from their problems. Amen. Because it's a way to have victory in spiritual warfare. We destroy the work of the enemy by praising and worshiping God. I'm going to read some scripture here. Psalm 8, verse 2. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the fool and the avenger. God said, God going to even put praise. And worship word out of the mouth of the infant to destroy the work of the enemies. Psalm 63 verse 11, but the king will rejoice. Who is the king? You and me. The Bible says we are priests and kings through Christ Jesus. We rule and reign in this life. Amen? But the king, you and me, will rejoice in God. All who swear by God's name will praise him. Why the mouths of liars? Who are the liars? Demons. I kept telling people, when demons talk to you, don't talk to them back. Don't ask them questions. Don't argue with them. Because demons are liars. They will not talk the truth to you. They will lie to you. Why the mouths of liars will be silent. So praise and worship. We are the king. We praise God. We quote the name of God, and our enemy, Satan and demons, their mouth will be shut out, and they have to run away from you. Amen? Psalm 22, verse 3. This is the key. You are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the praise of the Israel. When we praise and worship God, we bring the presence of God. Where is it in the Bible? Second Chronicles chapter 5, verses 12 to 14. All the Levites who were musicians, Asaph, Haman, Jedutun, and their sons and relatives, stood on the east side of the altar, dressed in fine linens and playing cymbals, harps, and lyres. They were accompanied by 120 priests sounding trumpets. This is a prophetic thing about the upper room. 120 priests. The trumpeters and singers joined in unison. People praise God together in unity, like the upper room experience in the book of Acts chapter 2. As with one voice, to give praise and thanks to the Lord, accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments. They raise their voices in praise to the Lord. My dear brother and sister, when you praise and worship God, don't stand like this. Why did God give you mouth? Some of you may say, so that I can eat sushi. <laughs> so that I can gossip. So I can talk about politics. No, God gives you mouth not only to eat sushi, and bun thit nướng, and chai yo, and steak. My son cooked the best steak in the world. My, my son-in-law, not my son. My son-in-law. <laughs> Pastor Da corrected me. Oh, I love steak. But my mouth is not just for eat the steak that my son-in-law cooked. It's for producing voice. Praise God! 
Hallelujah. Don't worship. They make loud voice. The Bible say they praise God in loud voice, saying He is good. His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud, with the presence of God, with the glory of God, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. When we praise and worship, the presence of God fill our life. In the camp next year, you're going to learn about God's grace. Great grace. And the grace of God comes with the presence of God. I'm excited about the camp next year. Wonderful preaching about the great grace. You're going to learn a lot. It's fun. Don't miss the camp. Amen? Amen? The presence of God is the key to victory. And you learn how to praise God and worship God. His presence will show up and the devil will have to run away. God and the devil cannot be together in the same place. He has to run away. The problem will run away. The mountain in your life will be melt. The problem will be wiped out by the presence of God. The presence of God will Win the battle for you. The presence of God will really make war for you and help you to have victory in your life. Amen. Amen. How do we do that? Praise God and worship God. Psalm chapter 18 verse 3. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I am saved from my enemies. I call on the name of the Lord and I praise him and I am saved. From my enemies. Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 4. For the Lord your God. The one who goes with you. To fight for you. Everyone say. God fight for me. Against your enemy. To give you victory. The pillar of clouds. And the pillar of fire. Will go before you. The presence of God. He's going to fight for you. You're going to have victory. Amen. Amen. Praise and worship. Bring the pillar of cloud. Bring the pillar of fire. Bring the victory. Bring the presence of God. And you're going to fight the enemy for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. I hope I stir you up today to praise God now. It's the right timing to preach about this. Hallelujah. 2 Samuel chapter 22 verse 36. You give me your shield of victory. You stoop down, God stoop down to make me great. When you worship God, God, what's going on with that church? Ooh, I stoop down, give him victory, give them victory. You make God excited when you worship God. God going to look down from heaven and say, hey, 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 get the blessing, get everything, get victory. I'm going to bless you with my presence. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 47. How many people want your unsaved relative to be saved? What do you do? Praising God and enjoying the favor. Praise God and let God give you more grace, more favor. Of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. When you praise God, you bring the presence of God into your home. 
and you allow God to give you more favor. Your unsafe relative look at your life. They see the presence of God in your life. They notice that you are different from them. They eventually will be convicted and say, "I need Jesus too." Amen. I remember when I first tried to reach out to my unsafe brother. I make a plan to take him to Olympic Peninsula, sitting in the car. This is 1980, when 1986. Yes, 1986. I put him in my car. I drove him to Olympic Peninsula. He's not safe. I turned the worship song in the car. The presence of God show up, and then I stopped the worship song and I turned on the preaching tape. He cannot run away from me. That is my car. I have the right to turn on anything I want. And eventually, he got saved. He stuck with us for three days in Olympic Peninsula. <laughs> Let's continue next time. This is only half of the sermon. Amen. Everyone is convinced now that praise and worship are important. How many people say from now on I'm going to be a worshipper, worshiping the Lord? How many people say from now on I'm going to take serious about the worship time? Put worship song in my car, in my bedroom. How many people are serious now? You see the benefit of praise and worship now is to perform spiritual warfare and to call victory from heaven for you. Next time we're going to learn how we're going to praise and worship Him in the right way. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the principle in the Bible, and we want to be doers of the Word of God. We don't want to just be hearers, Lord. I pray, Father, the members of this church will be strong, will be great soldiers, always win the battle. And they learn how to use their spiritual weapon in the biblical way. Father, remind us when we feel discouraged, when we want to complain, when we start to face problem and feel like want to give up. We're gonna rise up and start to sing songs to the Lord. We're gonna start to praise God and worship you like King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah, Lord. And we're gonna see victory in our life, Father. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Should we sing one song together to praise God? Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in Your name, I lift to You this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by Your only Son. Bring me Your tired.
Spirit, please descend on me. I long for your touch, your energy. I want to be reborn into loving arms. Lend your grace, please, Lord. Hear my song. Bring me your tired, you said. We seek your glory. 